0: So they've even misdefined the idea of ketogenic diet based upon that study because that's not ketogenic diet. That's something else. That's a high-fat, high-processed-fat diet which is just, well, it's not gonna do any good for the body.
1: The American Academy of Pediatrics is urging for the treatment of obesity of young children with surgery and drugs we're not Mm. talking about let's get out and get active we're not talking about let's monitor what's going in our our pie hole if you if you will it's we're going right to surgery and drugs
2: let's talk about a new system well they're bringing it on us right they've 90 percent of all the central banks globally they're going to come in with messaging like this is the amazing white knight on a shiny horse, coming in to save the day, right? Well, no.
1: And I find it interesting that every single you know, week or month or year that goes by, there's another fad diet that becomes popular. And as of late, the one that has been rising to the top of the list and become overly popular is this thing called the keto diet. And as the keto diet has been out there more and more and more, we're starting to see that there really is a link between an increased risk and in heart a- of heart attack or stroke. Now, of course, that's going to be a certain type of keto diet.
0: Well, it's funny you mention a certain type. There's there's a proper keto diet, and then one I call the Americanized keto diet. Uh, this can tell a difference. This is funny. You know, you can look back at history of the ketogenic diet, which is. Typically, the common factor of both, low-carbohydrates. Proper ketogenic diet is a lot of plants, a lot of that stuff right there. You know, It's a lot of those above-ground, non-root, uh, low-glycemic vegetables. Non-starchy stuff. That's right. And so it's a bunch of that. It has your fats basically coming from things like nuts and seeds and avocados, and it has a small amount of protein. It was used historically to uh, remedy things like epilepsy. And then, of course, it went out of mainstream once medications came on board. So you go back and find the ketogenic-oriented diet, early 1900s, and it was used to uh, reverse type 2 diabetes. That's proper ketogenic diet. Now, Americans are infamous, or famous, however you want to look at that, for taking something that's pretty good and, well, just making it what they want it to be and then justifying it. American version of ketogenic diet is a lot of bacon and sausage and cheese and making the casserole and don't eat any vegetables. Uh, That's what they're talking about in that study. So they've even misdefined the idea of ketogenic diet based upon that study because that's not ketogenic diet. That's something else. That's a high-fat, high-processed-fat diet, which is just, well, it's not going to do any good for the body.
1: Well, and it's interesting. If we draw blood... Off of an individual right after they've eaten a very high-fat diet, the yeah. serum looks like fat. It's just yeah. it looks like milk. And what we don't do in mainstream medicine is we don't draw blood right after a, a, a fatty meal. We wait till somebody's completely fasted and cleaned up their blood. Yeah. So we don't get to really see the true effects of what's coming in the gut and going through the system after some of these high-fat. Diets. Now, if a person is on a ketogenic diet, there's a very low percentage of people that can likely genetically even handle the amount of fat that's coming in from something that's just, like you said, sausage and bacon and uh, butter and oils. It's not
0: just that... We're not saying that fat's bad. Right. Make sure you know that. It's not that fat's bad. Fat is good. You need to eat fat, but it needs to come from proper sources. Trans fat, hydrogenated fats, no, don't do that. But those are in the typical standard American ketogenic options. And And that's it. Yeah, and it's like the reason that quote-unquote diet works or most diets work, whether it be, you know, lion diet, which is basically that right there, or um, Mediterranean, or the DASH diet, or, or all these things. It's because we remove the garbage. When you remove the garbage, of course it's going to work, right? If you keep the carbohydrates fairly low from a low glycemic source, of course it's going to work. So people do get benefits, but in this case, with the study you're talking about, Of course it led to higher cardiovascular and cardiac disease risk. Of course, because it didn't have the things that that bring cardiac protection, which are the polyphenols in the plants.
1: So in terms of ketogenic, let's clarify what is good. It's going to be yep. semi-Mediterranean, which is plants, lots of plants. The system needs fiber. It needs phytonutrients. It needs the phy- uh, uh, the polyphenols. Yep. It needs all of those things to help do a body good. It needs less sugars, processed things, and the right types of fat, those being monounsaturated, polyunsaturated fats in the yep. right proportion for the person that's consuming a ketogenic diet. Yeah.
0: And the other aspect of that, that's right. And the ketogenic diet, I mean, I think it's probably wise for people to understand what that is. So when the body doesn't have these carbohydrates to turn to glucose, okay, which is good. Our bodies are not designed to run primarily from glucose. Key point. So when the body is relatively low in glucose, right, and we burn those stores out through our liver and our muscles, the body can in turn convert some of these fats into these ketones. Right. Yeah. Ketones, hence the ketogenic diet, are nothing but short chain fatty acids that can be used to fuel the body in place of the glucose.
1: In fact, I believe the brain prefers ketones.
0: The p- brain does, and it's fascinating. And like, the heart. I'm sure people have heard of like uh, TBIs or traumatic brain injuries from football players. You know, when their brain goes into a, an injury state, shock state, it shocks and it doesn't use glucose as well. So your body starts immediately producing ketones. And so wouldn't it be good to do the proper ketogenic diet all the time for everybody and that even for athletes, maybe a little supplementation with perhaps exogenous ketones, right? That would be a smart move, I think, right?
1: Well, if you look at the hunter-gatherers back in the day, they were living off the land. They didn't have all the hydrogenated oils, the trans fats. They yeah. They weren't soaking their meat in, in, in oils and marinating them. They were eating off the land. So in essence, that's a semi-ketogenic Mediterranean, proto- Mediterranean protocol that's rich in all the polyphenols, the phytonutrients, the fiber, and the right kind of fats that do a body good.
0: Yeah, and so the, the best diet, if you get down to it, I, I kind of call it the Noah principle. You know, when Noah hopped off the boat, yeah. you know, with him and his family, you know, and our genes have changed only 2% in 10,000 years. You know, God told them to just basically eat well that stuff yeah. and watch land. in the lens. So, processed, it's fresh. Yeah, if you can't find in a you know, out in nature in that proper form, it's probably not food anyway. So we probably need to avoid it. So long and short of that is, is that Americanized ketogenic is dangerous. But when you eat real food in proper ketogenic Mediterranean-ish style, it's going to be beneficial.
1: And it takes time to chew these things. Yeah. Instead of inhaling them, like oftentimes we do when we eat the standard American kind of food
0: mess so eat real food that's the moral of that story
1: just ahead don't fall for the traps of getting surgery or using medications for childhood obesity
2: and when you navigate through these these economies with people here's here's what happens We want to hold their hand through it. Let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing and when our freedoms are eroding our political freedoms our economic freedoms our personal freedoms our religious freedoms our health freedoms they're all tied together but you know what doesn't need to erode with that our finances
1: kirk elliott phd.com forward slash sherwood hey friends You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve?
0: Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible.
1: And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit.
0: Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others.
1: That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel.
0: Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake.
1: It's the simple start to a transformed life and we'll auto ship every month so you don't run out.
0: You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration.
1: Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today.
0: Body's amazing at recovery, so you want to give it every chance, no matter what time it is. So in that context, no, it's certainly never too uh, late. You're never too old to start trying to be healthy. No matter where you are in terms of your health, that you can turn this around.
2: It's never too late to start a wellness program, and it's never too late to reach your healthcare goals. I, there's an old adage, um, and I'm not sure where it came from, but I really do like it. And they say. Um, The the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second
1: best time is today. We just want people to hang on to hope. We are hope dealers. And if you are not paying attention to the four foundational pillars of health, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual, eventually it is gonna catch up.
0: If we get all those four areas right, and we do it right, we see a dynamic occur in the middle called wellness, and that's where people uh, get better. Their health, is really going to return as a side effect of wellness.
1: You know, I remember when I was a kid, we were always outside just playing and running and moving and just having a good time.
0: Yeah, boy, things have changed. <laughs> I can remember going to this when I was a kid. I'd, I'd go to this little place. They called it the ditch, right? Sounds kind of a healthy place, doesn't it? But we'd go play in the creek, and I remember um, I had a little piece of bacon on a string, and I'd throw it out there in the little creek, and I'd catch crawdads. See, <laughs> so you could catch the biggest crawdad, right? And and then we learned how to play with fire over there, unfortunately. And we learned about uh, horny toads and lizards and all that stuff, getting our hands in the dirt. And we were active all day, and I, I remember being out all day long. And our parents had to go, you know, yell for us, or maybe one of the neighbors' parents would have to yell for us, and then tell us a message to get home. It's time for dinner. Uh, it's not like that
1: anymore. Oh no! And in fact, things have really, really changed. I read an article the other day that talks about how the American Academy of Pediatrics is urging for the treatment of obesity of young children with surgery and drugs. We're not talking mm. about let's get out and get active. We're not talking about let's monitor what's going in our, our pie hole, if you if you will. It's We're going right to surgery and drugs.
0: Yeah, I read that article too, and it kind of freaked me out. And I got to tell you, I got, I got kind of angry about it because uh, we got kind of been criticized a lot for a movie we did several years ago, Fork Your oh, Diet. Oh, boy, did we? Remember that? Yes. It had the... Um,
1: great. The, we had the
0: FMI badges and we came up and <laughs> yeah. raided a house. Knocking and, on the
1: door. Yeah, yeah.
0: and the uh, the character was like a, a crackhead feeding her kids sugar, you know, and we were busting the place, you know, doing a raid on it for child abuse, and it, it really, that came to my mind when I saw that article. That what the heck have we done? You know, statistics don't lie today, and in, in our day it wasn't like that. You know, you look back at old pictures, you didn't see... uh children that were, you saw some that may be a little bit chubby, but you didn't see obese kids. I mean, that just wasn't even heard of, and nor obese, you know, adults. But now, one in four children are obese right now. And if those trends continue, it is predicted by some, unfortunately, that by 2050, 100% of our population in these United States will be overweight or obese. And I think about all the disease trends and stuff like that and how it could be avoided and how that, you know, what we do within our practice and clinic and helping people all around the world is we teach them how that doesn't have to be part of their life. They can actually eliminate that potential for, you know, obesity to come up. And you don't have to do some work, it's not about a pill, but it doesn't have to be, right? And then when I saw the article, I kind of got irate about it because it did talk about drugs and surgery at 12 and 13 years old. So drugs start at 12 and surgery starts at 13.
1: What? Does that even make sense? It absolutely does not make any sense to me when, especially when we haven't looked at the modifiable risk factors, just because you're born with a certain set of genes does not mean you have to have a certain outcome. As we both know, Genes have changed 2% in 10,000 years. That's right. So, if we look back at those pictures that we were just talking about, what has changed? You know, in the early 80s, when that food pyramid came out yeah. and we really reversed what we should be eating instead of fresh and raw fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds and good clean protein, we started to say we needed six to eight servings of grains. And now it's moved to making things like cereals and all of these processed carbohydrates be like normal, like some something that... We should be eating instead of something that we should minimize if that's part of the problem. Well,
0: my opinion is I believe that this crisis we're seeing that is obesity being the fastest growing non-communicable disease in the history of mankind, progressively getting younger and younger now to children. I think that is the, um, the downfall. Of, of our country and world. I don't think it's because of climate change. I don't think it's because of you know finances. I think it's an under collapse of our ability or inability, I should say, to recognize the, the brilliance of the human body. And you mentioned genetically, we do genes. And the majority of people have genes that will help them gain fat at appropriate times, like times of famine. But these genes don't create obesity. No, this has been created by a, a culture that's been generated and subsidized and profitized, well, frankly, from, from our own government. It makes me ill at my stomach because no one wants to talk about it. And these kids that are mentioned in that article, you know, for the the experts to say, the pediatric professionals, which I, I use that word loosely, to even say that this idea of childhood obesity is just a, it's a disease that's like asthma you know there's you, it's not a lifestyle disease a lifestyle has nothing to do with it what you eat has nothing to do with it that was the silliest thing i think i've ever read at least in the last 10 years
1: absolutely especially when we're looking at adults that come into our practice and we see that if we put those lifestyle things in place good nutrition oh. optimal exercise stress management Hormone balance. Have we looked Is you know, is the thyroid off? Is the insulin signaling mechanism off? What about genetics? Maybe we need to detox an individual a little bit more routinely. Get rid of that persistent organic pollutant load that's actually coming in instead of putting somebody on drugs that's simply a Band-Aid that's not going to change the root of the problem. Or how about let's cut out an organ that doesn't make sense for the long haul. That could potentially set us up for another whole host of problems.
0: Yeah, to think about it, you know the idea of surgery at a thirteen-year-old kid when they're in the middle of a growth process. I think that's the childhood mutilation concept. That is not even right. And then to use drugs at that time without talking about lifestyle is. That is disgusting, and I don't know who these people think they are. That article is completely preposterous in all aspects. So if you're a parent out there and you have a, a child that's struggling with this, um, you know we can teach you processes that will help you get it, and then you can do the best thing for that child is you can train them how to not have to deal with it later in life so you can actually save the next generation by becoming part of the solution, instead of becoming and maintaining part of the problem. We need to see obesity go away and it does need to go down in our children. Bottom line.
1: Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad.
0: We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food.
1: We don't just want to survive food shortages, we are meant to thrive in adversity.
0: Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply.
1: Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds.
0: Stock
3: up on Kingdom Fuel now. Hello, I'm Kevin Sorbo. Now there's an old saying, it's not what you know, but who you know that matters. Now that's true in our careers, spiritual life, and when it comes to our health and overall well-being. Today, most of us know a lot of information about health and nutrition, but are we really doing anything with it? So here's what I've learned from working with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. They're the founders of the Functional Medical Institute. You need a wellness plan that's customized based on your unique needs. Now remember, real change can only happen when you address the whole person. That is exactly what Mark and Michelle do and why they are people you should know. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. Find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo, or just see the link below. Have a great day and God bless.
2: I couldn't use your assistance. Okay, um... Jesus. Huh? My name is Jesus.
1: (laughs) Sure. Jesus?
0: Jesus is here today! You you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me, by God, Byron for nothing. The
2: collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the First Church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high-stakes bingo night
3: ever son. Poopy
1: diaper! This video of the diaper is going viral right before our eyes.
2: This is a miracle.
1: What, what is? is?
2: Friends of Faith has
1: over 300,000 followers. Oh my
2: god! That's more followers than Moses has. Jesus! Take the wheel! Just say it. No, it. take the wheel! I got it. I got, I got it, it, buddy. <laughs> Mark, it's great to be with you again, and um, we've all been talking about the globalists and their plans for a a big global reset and what that means for for a long time now. Well, starting on January 16th, for one week, they were all meeting the, the, the G7, the G20, the IMF, the World Economic Forum um all the big globalist policy leaders globally were meeting in Davos, Switzerland, like they do every single year. They had this confab, right? So what were they talking about? Right? Well, before they even met, their notes came out, you know, the outline. This is what we're going to talk about to all you people that are here, right? All the the globalists and we've got Republicans and Democrats and politicians there. They're all meeting. And what are they talking about? What did they talk about, right? So, according to the World Economic Forum website, These are the topics. And and again, like I've said before, words have meaning, right? So let's listen to these words. They're bullet points. They're going to address the current energy and food crisis in the context of a new system for energy, climate, and nature. They're going to address the current high inflation, low growth, high debt economy in the context of a new system for investment, trade, and infrastructure, address the current industry headwinds in the context of a new system for harnessing frontier technologies for private sector innovation and resilience. They're going to address the current social vulnerabilities in the context of a new system for work, skills, and care. And they're going to address the current geopolitical risk in the context of a new system for dialogue and cooperation in a multipolar world. It's like, what's all this talk about a new system? Well, they're bringing it on us, right? They've, 90% of all the central banks globally are now starting to issue central or going down the path of a central bank digital currency. Now, they're going to come in with messaging like this is the amazing white knight on a shiny horse coming in to save the day, right? Well, no, this is not what it's about. All that a central bank digital currency is is cryptocurrency. It's a digital version of the paper money that they already print. However, so they can print just as many dollars as they want, right? Or as many yen or as many euro as they want. They can issue as many digital version of that currency as well because there's no tangible backing behind it. So it's gonna do nothing to address the inflationary pressures. But here's the deal, Mark, for you know the old saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. Okay, nobody would want a system where your digital social profile. What you spend money on, what your religion is, who you donate to, what church you give to, what political party you give to, how you spend your money, have you been vaxxed or not vaxxed, right? All of this is part of our digital social profile. And if they don't like it, because it's programmable money, they have the authority to shut off your ability to buy or sell. This is what a digital social profile attached to a central bank digital currency does. So when they're talking about a new system, this is the system they're talking about. How do I know that it's not some other system? Because and further on in their notes, they talk about how this, this is going to be a new normal, how they have to talk about a global coalition for digital safety, because there's big efforts that we need to tackle here. They need to talk about applying human rights to the digital world. Why? because they know that their system is going to strip away our privacy, our freedom and our rights. And so they need to talk about how are we gonna tackle this when we're gonna have a ton of opposition from stripping people of their freedom and their privacy completely. So this is what's going on politically. And all of our investments Mark are, we are a combination of some puzzle pieces, the political puzzle piece, the economic puzzle piece, the social puzzle piece, right? They all get put together, and this is what I do and what we do at our firm is put those puzzle pieces together and strategically put together a system to get out of the path of this hurricane and safely reallocate to get out of the system where you're not just a digital number, where your programmable money can shut you off from buying or selling, right? So how do you do that? With tangible assets like gold and silver that not only... Or have we talked about in the past how they're great investments? I mean, they're they're booming, but they're also, in this respect, um also instrumental in protecting your religious freedom, your personal freedom, your political freedom, your economic freedom, your health freedom, because it's private. They're private transactions. so so call our office. You know, Mark, you and I talk a lot about this and and every one of the viewers, should give us a call because we can strategically map out. It's a free consultation, your strategy for success so you can thrive. And all you have to do is go to KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash Sherwood, or you can just give our office a call 720-605-3900 and say, Dr. Mark sent you.
1: Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad
0: we don't just need food we need highly nutritional food
1: we don't just want to survive food shortages we are meant to thrive in adversity
0: complete your daily nutrition and have shelf stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply
1: don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds
0: stock up on kingdom fuel now